This week's episode is so special to me because it's my dad. He and my mom are professional parents in my book. Their greatest love and accomplishments on this earth are their six kids. He's known as America's oldest living teenager who loves God, his six kids, 16 grandkids, and one great-grandson. His passion in this life is helping people out of pain, and through his skills as a dentist, he has helped countless people cure their migraines. So we touch on that too if you or someone you love is affected by that. So let's dive right in with my dad. Well, hi, Dad. Well, hi, Gales. <laughs> Welcome to Coffee with Kaylee. <laughs> it is such an honor. When your own daughter wants to have you on a podcast, that's pretty special. <laughs> yeah. We've never had a coffee date before because you're a Pepsi guy. <laughs> I am a decaf Pepsi guy. A decaf. And I am also drinking decaf, but it is it is coffee. Yeah, so I know. You know, the pregnant thing. Can't. I never got onto the coffee thing. My mom tried to train me into it. but What'd she do? She would make it when I had toast for breakfast, and she would put so much cream and sugar in there to try and make <laughs> whatever. It was very tan. It was very tan. Yes, so it was I, not black coffee. Tan, like and it was sweet. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Grandma Mabel. Grandma Mabel. Grandma Mabel, everybody. Sainthood. Absolutely. Saint. This is my dad, obviously. we There are six kids in our family, five boys and then me. Um, and they had my oldest brother at 22 and me at 42. And we're all like four, three to five years apart. Right. Um, so you're looking at professional parents. You know, he's a professional dad. He's a professional a lot of things. Okay, tell us tell us your story, Dad. Tell us how you grew up. Tell us about Grandma Mabel. Well, um, I would have to say one of the biggest things is she didn't drop the baton. She passed on her faith to me. And I, when I was giving her eulogy, I had gone up on a bluff overlooking Lake Michigan, and I was using my men's devotional Bible, and this thing from Dobson popped up. And it said, relay racers don't drop the baton on the back of the track. It's being when it's passed to the next runner. And my mom didn't. And I saw this book she had given me when I was going to go off to college, God in Our Home, Daily Devotional. She had that. And literally, when she went from into care center, I literally duct taped that thing together. And when she died, I couldn't find it. I was desperate. And I found pages were in amongst all her cards. I put it together, and I was going to bring it, and I forgot it. We sent Toby home to get it. And as I get to that part of the eulogy, he comes in the back of the church, he passes it to the pastor, and he gives it to me. And I said, my mom did not drop the baton. Mm. And we did not either. <laughs> There's going to be lots of tears out of this man over here today. <laughs> well, hey, I used to get teased about that at different movies. <laughs> It was mostly me who did and, the And it was another book I was reading by Catherine Marshall that told me they're not something to be ashamed of. They're pearls of the heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of those. That's right. You're a very sentimental man, and I love that about you. Hey. You're a very tender man. You're a very good dad, and that is why you're here today. <laughs> because I want everyone to know about you and yeah. just what you did in your 77—you're almost 78. 
I know, but I've been going backwards since 50, everyone. <laughs> you are looking at America's oldest living teenager. That's right. He Literally is. in three years I will be because I've been counting back since 50. So I am going to be 22 in a couple of weeks, which makes me younger than my oldest granddaughter. Yeah. And I am now a great-granddad as of two weeks ago. Yes, so. you are. I and know. for those of you who cannot see him, he is in a shirt that says Don't America's oldest living teenager. And he has had this since... Some soccer tournament somewhere in America, which we'll get to. It was in Cincinnati. Oh, yep. good job. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you. For, that was a long time ago. Well, the reason that I remember that is the re, America's oldest living teenager was Dick Clark. Right. Okay, the ball dropping. But he started American Bandstand, all of that. And people come up to me all the time and say, no, no, that's me. I said, you don't just get this shirt. <laughs> you earn this shirt. <laughs> Right. And I said, I'm walking out of a Dick Clark restaurant in Cincinnati, and all of a sudden this fist hits me in the chest, mm -hmm. and it's my wife. <laughs> she said, you need <laughs> That is true. And this thing has seen better days. It's been around. I never did get that spot out of Almost here. as long. From Noah's Ark this past uh, weekend when we had the 30th of Seymour Nation up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you grew up in Iron Mountain. Well, you got to go back. You're He's a youper here, folks. If you know anything about the UP Michigan, we have an OG youper here to teach us all about the, it's not even Midwestern, I wouldn't, I, that's basically Canada. You it's, grew up pretty much in Canada. Yeah. Isaiah 41, 9 says, I will take you from the far reaches of the world. And that's what God did. He took me from the UP. And All the way to Milwaukee, all, such a stretch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is that, like eight hours in the car? Yeah, but now I'm literally speaking and, and trying to bring things to the world. Right. So, I mean, it's 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 a stretch that you come out of Iron Mountain, but I was predestined for this. There's no question about that. God has uh, placed me where I'm supposed to be. So how did you get from the UP to Milwaukee? Well, it was, I mean, Iron Mountain was... Norman Rockwell, I mean, literally at age 11, I was able to hitchhike outside my front door That's to get to the, to the beach. We don't recommend that today <laughs> here, folks. Not in today's world, no. You know, but I would bike the fish. I skied. I did. I had uncles that were athletes that trained me. My dad didn't really do much of that. But, um, I mean, it was, you know. I was born on skis, so I loved winter sports, and my kids all do too. So, I mean, I'm, that was, then we, my dad got an offer to, with another job, and he, we moved to Escanaba. And that was, uh, you know, that was, so I got to really start middle school twice. That was seventh grade in Iron Mountain, and then I went eighth and ninth in Escanaba. And then he saw corruption in what they were doing, and they had an election, they thought they'd win, and the lights went out during the counting of the ballots, and all of a sudden he couldn't find any job in the UP. And so we were, he was forced to go and live with his sister in Milwaukee, prepare a way for us to come there. And so I moved to Milwaukee, the inner city of Milwaukee, one day before my sophomore year, hmm. not knowing anybody. Jeez. Got thrown into a... Homeroom 311, okay? <laughs> you have a good memory, Dad. And by the end of that, 
the misfits of 311 ran that school. <laughs> Not surprising. You you know how they say that you marry your dad? Um, you're about to find out that that's true in my life. <laughs> They're both Enneagram 7s. They're both friends with every single person they meet. Everything is fun. And if it's not, they don't want to do it. Um, very similar you are to my husband. And, and I am so proud of him and I love him. And But that's a very Russell move. You know what I mean? Like making friends, being the misfits or the in kids or whatever you're going to call yourself, making a club out of something and making it fun. Well, we were last day registers, you know. So, and they shoved us into this one class, this homeroom, but literally we were the head of everything by the time that school was done. <laughs> by the yeah, time you we were got... like class president and captain of all the things. and W club president, best student athlete for two years, class president, king of the pro- I literally was, I don't know how that happened, honest. Other than God. <laughs> You're I, a likable guy, Dad. I can't both still, but I mean, <laughs> you... I mean, one day before it's all, I mean, it just doesn't add up other than God. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, again, I got tears, but uh, <laughs> I'll do what they do on TV all the time. <laughs> just, wipe, just wipe the mist from your eyes. I know. No, but, it's really sweet, but you, you didn't have, you kind of touched on your dad a little bit. He passed away right when you moved? No, about a year and a half after we moved. Okay. okay. And... I was 16, but my mom saw how well my high school career was going. And she knew that if we moved back to Iron Mountain, that probably wouldn't be so true, you know. And so she stuck it out and stayed there. And and somehow I managed to keep going and getting A's so that I could get a scholarship or, I mean, we were already in the inner city. There were... Now we were living on Social Security. There was no money to go to college. Right. You know. And that's why when you listed all your accolades and you were like, well, that was God. And I'm like, well, it really probably was because you needed all that. You didn't have money to go to college or med school or any of those things. No. And I, well, you know that we we had to sell our car. We couldn't afford insurance or gas. And so... For me to get through undergrad, literally, I rode a bike, a 10-speed bike that my uncle helped me buy for 80 bucks. I rode 1,250 miles, the equivalent of Wisconsin to Disney World, three summers in a row. I love that that's your example. I mean, it's very on brand for our family, if you know us. But Disney World was a big part of our life later on. I mean, it was. But I'm just saying that... You know, that's not normal. One of my, that's what my cousin described, who didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not normal. No, it's not. And so in the fourth year, I had a job where I was second and third shift at a factory, and I was riding that bike at night. It wasn't as far, but I was riding. Scary. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. glad you're, you made it. I am glad I made it, yes. I came home from some pool parties at 2 a.m. with that bike and coming down the hills, I had one of those generator lights. I could get so fast that it would pop the bulb, so then there was no light. <laughs> he's not a drinker either, so if you nope. thought for a second, pool parties, he's like biking because no, he can't drive. I was a lifeguard at a country club, yeah. but it showed me how the other half lived from, it was because I was a swimmer, and my mm-hmm. swim coach took me on like a dad. He had nine kids of his own, but he was just that kind of guy. Yeah. You know. And your dad, your dad 
I don't really know all that much about him, obviously, because I never met well, him. He had mom. a great sense of humor. Mom that never I even met him. My mom, no, your mother never met him. I never met any of my grandparents, and my my dad, my wife never met dad. You know, none of my grandkids have met him. I just remember he was a great storyteller, and he could still tell the stories with dialect because <laughs> he was a butcher for many years before he changed jobs, and uh, literally. With every accent you could imagine, and he had—he was from fifteen children, Holy three sense. sets of twins in there. Okay, only two of them, only one of them, were both survived. But you know, but when they when they would all get together, my dad would be a, a, somewhere at the head of the table telling stories, and everybody laughing. Gee, so, sounds like someone I know. Well, and that didn't show up. I don't think it showed up until after he died. It was like I got that from him. After I, but I still can't tell them in dialect. Like he can. Yeah, please spare us. Please, <laughs> please, please protect I us. I will spare you. Yeah. <laughs> but you met mom. So you met mom pretty close to moving to your high school. I'm like, not pretty close. It was actually my last year of high school. Oh. I I was a senior. Yeah, I was a senior, and God didn't want me to miss her, and I come out of a football game literally for two minutes. And I'm taking a drink, and it's a night game. And he literally has framed her head in lights. And I look at this, and I think, I don't know that beautiful girl. <laughs> Turns out, wasn't she, like, across the hall, like, all year? You Not, just didn't notice? Well, down, it wasn't more than 100 feet, maybe, but, you know, down the, on the lockers. Slightly yeah. oblivious, but I it's know. fine, Dad. You found her. The I, Lord I lit her, her out, up because you didn't see her. But she, she did go out with me. The first time I asked, the second time I asked, she said no. What now, a girl. Now, understand all the things that I was in at that time in that high school. You were popular, Daffy. Get it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> For me to get a no was not a good thing. <laughs> you needed to be humbled. I love it. I love mom's But do you want to know why she did? <clears throat> why? There was a, a little column in the newspaper called Dear Abby at the time. Dear Abby said, if he asked you the same day, you don't say yes. You, you, you'd put him in his place. Dear Abby. <laughs> and I didn't, the first time I asked her, like a week in advance, the second time. And so then I did ask in advance and she did go out again. But then I stopped dating her. What were you thinking? Hmm? What oh. were you thinking? She, you know how shy your mom is. Yeah, it's true. Okay. She couldn't hold a conversation. And so I, my mom says to me weeks later, what happened to that shy girl you were dating? I said, Mom, she's so shy, I can't talk to her. And I embellished the story, but my mom said, oh, those shy ones can surprise you. She wanted me to take her out again. My, I embellished it and tell her, my mom said, Dick, you need to marry a listener. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, she was a, a talker. I'm like, well, probably because she couldn't get a word in edgewise with you. Do I get to edit any of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, I, I want to hear all about your dating and engagement and all that stuff because I think it's really sweet. But um, I just want to personally thank you publicly for letting me steal mom all of these last couple of years because if you don't know this, how Russell and I survive our touring life is because this man is willing to let me take his caretaker essentially from his home every weekend and she takes care of us. Well, it's such a blessing because you know all your mom ever wanted to be was a mom. We always wanted six kids from the day we were getting married. 
We never asked the sex of any of our kids. It was the nurses on the last one with you. They were busting a gut to tell us. You know, we were 43 and 42 at that time, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, no, I mean, and now she's getting a chance to be a mom all over again. I mean, taking care of Emmy and, and the other grandkids. I mean, I can see how much younger she is from that. Yeah. It's this been a, really, I mean, it's a lifesaver for her. She's currently with him right now because yeah. I planned all these when Russell was supposed to be home and he is not. Yeah, but she, you know, I didn't do the the midnight two o'clock feedings or any of that. She she called that her time to pray over each kid and thank the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Uh, every one of you. <laughs> Is got the light of Christ in your eyes and my grandchildren. I'm a very blessed man. How how long were you guys married before you had Casey? Just like a year? Two years. Two years. Two okay. years. Yeah. We and we put off getting married. We wanted to make sure that I completed my education and was able to get into dental school. Get get a year of dental school out of the way to make sure I could cut it. You know. And so between soft, freshman and sophomore year, we got married. And the last year, when she, we were seniors, she had KC, and we just figured we got to borrow money to go anyway. You know, she should stay at home, and she's always been thrilled to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Tell So everyone here who listens to the podcast knows that Russ and I, when we first got married, made no money, could have been on food stamps, you know, and that was y'all. And it's funny how just generationally people's stories mimic one another. I've actually never really asked you about what you guys did before you were parents. Like married, young, I guess you were just going well, to dental we school. We read something that said the first two years you should not have children until you can be like you're dating yet. Yeah, that's cute. You know? I agree. And so whatever it for us it worked I mean, yeah. it's not for everybody but for us it worked you know was it, it like a big game changer when you started having kids or you were like yep this is oh my gosh are you kidding that's a game changer for everybody yeah i mean yeah when you hold that first one i don't care anyone every one of you good lord they take they steal a huge part of your heart and you don't care mm. you don't care it's true I mean, if yeah. you really enjoy being a parent, which it's the greatest thing on the planet, um, whatever, all six of you grabbed a chunk of my heart and, <laughs> and your mother's, all of it. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it just, you know, yeah, no, it's been a blessing all the way along. Taking a break to share more about one of my new favorite sponsors of the podcast, Haya Health. I love how they're changing the game for our kids' vitamin needs, and as a mama, I can trust what I'm putting into my kids' bodies. Typical children's vitamins are filled with two teaspoons of sugar and unhealthy chemicals and other gummy junk growing kids should not be putting into their bodies. That's where Haya stepped in and changed things up with the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. You can trust that Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it still tastes yummy and is perfect for picky eaters. Haya fills the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste that they love. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else free that you can imagine. It's delivered straight to your door, and in your first shipment, it comes with a bunch of cute stickers, and Remy loved getting to decorate his Haya bottle. 
If I forget to give it to him, he personally goes and gets it to remind me that he needs his vitamins. He's obsessed. Haya was incredibly generous and worked out a special deal for Coffee with Kaylee listeners to get their best-selling children's vitamin. Our listeners get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Coffee with Kaylee. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash coffee with Kaylee and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I want you to tell the story of uh, the hospital with me and your um, infamous pink sweater. Pink sweater, yes. <laughs> well, mind you, after five sons, and we had never found out the sex of any, and still, because we were older, they wanted us to have an amnio, in which was 99% sure you were a girl, and the nurses were the ones busting a gut to tell us. So they eventually, Holly conceded, she says, I'm still not going to believe it until I'm holding this baby. So I go into the delivery room with a pink sweater on, and the doctor says, "Hey, you got to get a, you got to get on your smock or whatever, you know." And so I went back, took off the sweater, and, and came back in. And he says, I, 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 "The head nurse comes in and says, where's your sweater?'" I said, "Well, he made me." She says, "Doctor, the man has five sons." <laughs> she says, "Come with me." <laughs> we went down the hall, and I put on the pink sweater. <laughs> And here you are. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know. And I, what a blessing you've been. I felt very prepared to be a touring wife in a van with the band boys because my life was yes. a touring sister with the big boys. Well, imagine this. A 1983, an extension van mm -hmm. with a drop-down TV videotape so we could play movies and video games in 1983. See, I told you the master of fun over here. The master of fun. That's yeah. that's what our house was built on. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And and uh and then the set, we put 200,000 miles on both those vans. Hmm. <laughs> we saw the entire United States except for Alaska and Hawaii because we couldn't drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you've never left the country. You've been to Canada. We've been to Canada, we've been to Mexico. Okay, I don't think I even knew you've been to Mexico. Well, that was on our way to the service. Okay. I was in the tip of Florida. Your mom and I were parents who never really went out of the Midwest, I know, other than in the service. We took a 10,000-mile trip. It took a month wow. where we went around the Northwest all the way down US-1 in California. We had relatives in San Diego, so they took us across the border to Mexico to Tijuana. Then we went all the way along the base of the country and all the way to the tip of Florida. And with a stop of where early officers commissioning kind of where I was supposed to learn how to salute and treat medical emergencies and catastrophes. And you were in the military. You went to med school. I mean, there's nothing you have not <laughs> you have not done. But I want to know how many kids how many kids were on that trip. I was not on that trip. Five? Did you have Nobody all five? Was on, only Casey was on that one. That oh. was when we got out of dental school, and I had signed a thing for uh, to be a captain when I got out because they threatened you you'd be drafted if you didn't. Well, if you set up a practice for hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then they say, Uncle Sam needs you, boy. So hmm. they forced you kind of into doing that. Hmm. And I had Vietnam weighing over my head all the while. I was working on pilots that went over there, but... Only one guy got drafted out of our 
16 that were on our base. Yeah. So, but you did another road trip with five of the, all five boys. Yes. Tyler was like one, still nursing. And we used to get, this is a tip for you all. When you go on trips, pick a theme song. Hmm. Yeah. And that one, I think, was 18 Wheeler by Alabama. No, because I was alive for that one. I remember that trip. Unless well, it made a resurgence. It might have been Celebration. Okay, I don't remember that okay. trip, maybe. The Lionel Richie, I think. But, um, and whenever that song, would, we had a 10-disc CD player in that thing. And when that song would come up, the, the band was rocking. <laughs> and, and, and Tyler would stop nursing. <laughs> and he'd be have bumps and so all. This is back when, of course, you could do a road trip with five kids. You didn't have to have car seats. You didn't have to. Well, it was a 28 day trip. Jeez. Started with a soccer tournament in Pikes Peak. Obviously, we recommend car seats, but what a different time. There were no car seats. Yeah. We wrestled. We had a queen size bed in the back. <laughs> Whoever wasn't dry, I'd be back there wrestling with the kids. I mean, unbelievable. Just a lot of fun. And then. We decided, let's go out to California. So we went from Colorado through and then stayed with some friends in California, then went up to Lake Tahoe, went all around that, oh, in Yosemite. And then I remember one night we were eating at a casino in Tahoe, and we said, I think it's time to go home. And Casinos K make me feel that way, Casey too. Casey was driving <laughs> at that time. And so the three of us, Mom and Casey and I, I think it was 51 hours or something like that. Jeez. <laughs> Considering the time we were in going around Tahoe and then taking off to go back to Wisconsin. I want to say a lot of people ask me, like, how do you parent um, and teach people, teach your kids about God and what is your, like, approach in teaching your child? Obviously, mine is still very little. But I always say, I'm like, I want to do it how my parents did it in that, we were always at church. That was just like, we weren't dragged to church. I don't have memories of being like, I don't want to go. I don't remember any of that. But you, every morning, this man, I don't understand. Like, you don't sleep. He goes to bed at like <laughs> one and would wake up at four or five every morning, work out, read his Bible, and you you never, you would, you and were have like, a this seven is. seven o'clock patient. Yeah, and have a seven o'clock patient. And I'm and, a half hour from the office. Yeah, like you, I don't under, I honestly don't understand how you did it all. And, but you never were like, hey, this is what you have to do, do it and enforce it on us. You just did it. Well, I'm blessed that I've heard it from the pulpit. Kaylee's older brother is a pastor. So I would um, have heard from the pulpit. My parents didn't force me to spend time in the word, it was an example. He said, I was, Casey was a gifted athlete. And so he was allowed to go in and train early, much like his son, Stuart, early in the school. And he said, if I got up at five or whatever it was, and I heard that exercise going, I knew my dad and I could, if I went in and he was spending time in the word at the same time, you know, I'm very, I, I've got couple pairs of shoes, as you know, that I call my shoes of readiness, which is in the armor of God. But I've been getting up for 64 or five years now, continue every morning for early to work out, but also to spend time in the Word. My parents didn't force. They showed us by example mm -hmm. that they both spent time in the Word. Yeah, you both did. And mom, both, yeah. mom every morning. At different time of the day, that's all. Yeah. Because she was a busy mom. 
Yeah. You know, but the only time I knew I had quiet in the house was early a.m. <laughs> right. Okay. So aside from that, what are your other parenting tips for my people? Who do you know? This is something Holly and I have lived by. Who do you know who's received too many hugs, told they were loved too many times, or received too much praise? Okay. I'm sorry. Mm. That's key. That's key along with Christ. But find what they do right. Make a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like Remy the other night on the balance bike, raising his feet and going around the turn in that island. I'm over there jumping. <laughs> <laughs> his grandpa name is Bops, and yeah, Remy and loves love his Bops. I love that. And with Remy, it's Bopsy. <laughs> Bopsy. But find their strengths. All you kids did what you found what your bent was in life, and you were allowed to pursue it. Mm-hmm. You were good at that. We're blessed to Professional have cheerleading parents. <laughs> you don't want to see my cart. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you were very present. You. Well, I've been blessed, though. I mean, I was yeah. in a profession where I could name my hours. Yeah. I could coach my kids. Mm-hmm. I realized if I extended three days in hours that I could take more days off whenever you were off. You know, when we went on all those soccer trips and everything— you know, when you sign up for select everything, trust me, you're going to do a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. And most of these guys worked Monday through Friday. I would go back and I still had Monday off, you know. So I was blessed to have more time. But, yeah, I, fun is a huge part. It's left out. Definitely the word. Mm-hmm. I mean, Building your family on the rock of Christ is not a mistake, that I can tell you. Uh, Learn all you can about the Holy Spirit because uh, there's a Greek word in theos, which means full of God, which is also enthusiasm. Mm. You see that in my kids. And in you. And my grandkids, okay? And, I mean, what greater gift can you give them? But again, you've got to give it to themselves. I mean, as far as Casey was concerned, I didn't make him start reading daily in the, mm-hmm. at age 12. But by the time he was 20, I was having people. I mean, one of the angels in my life is Georgia, who died just two months ago. Mm-hmm. She came out of retirement to help me three times. But whenever she met Casey, she said, he is so wise beyond his years. Yeah, he is. He's going to come on here. I feel like I'm going to have to give him an entire season. Yes, you would man, have to. Absolutely. The things we can learn from well, him. Well, they are. You're a big legacy guy, and you've got, a, you've got quite the legacy. Oh, I'm, I, one morning I was going down to swim because I swim a mile every morning, mm-hmm. and we lived on a lake. And I, I saw... Tyler's wife, Tyler, you, Russ, I mean, my wife, number of people spending time in the Word as I was walking down to get in the golf cart to go down, and I was crying all the way down. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I had this shirt on. Surprise. When I came back up, or the next day it was, and I, I had said that was my, you know, that I just felt so good. It was my legacy. And then I had this shirt on a day later, and Hannah said to me, Doc, that's your legacy, too. That's right. All my kids. So one year for Christmas, I gave them all this shirt, but they don't get to wear it till I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) 
until you've passed your baton, as you have said. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, I really am excited to talk about um, your greatest passion in your life, besides the Lord and your children. Um, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a home. My dad was a dentist by trade. Um, really a chronic pain specialist. But a, but a yep. passionate man about a solution he has found for people with migraines and all kinds of different things. And um, my fourth brother, Tobin, wanted to make a documentary about you in, in college. So I heard you talk about it always. Mm-hmm. But it was in college that I got to film part of that documentary and sit and listen to these patients tell their stories. And... I mean, there were multiple times I was behind the tripod just with tears running down my face because these people, you literally changed their lives. And it's incredible to watch. So I want you to explain what you did. Um, It's a lot of the reason we were all able, you were so passionate about something and you and mom always encouraged us to be passionate about something. Whatever we were passionate about, you guys got behind and, and I remember early on dating Russ, he was like, I love your family. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I love my family. And he's like, no, it's like, you're not afraid to be with me because your family does weird things. Like, you know, you got a youth pastor, pond cleaner, animator, director, like app developer now works for Ramsey. Like all, it was all these abnormal careers, including yours, even though you were a dentist, this was still not normal. Um, and I'm just so proud of you for like, it's not, it was never the easy path, but it was the right one. And it still is. Right. Yeah. But as far as, I mean, I got to see me. I mean, if you think I was obnoxious toward the end, you should have seen me when I first started realizing what I was able to do, you know? Um, and, and, uh, I literally, and when I was on Silver Spring there, I literally wanted to stand on my rooftop and yell at the stoplight because I knew every person who stopped there knew someone who had migraines or something, Yeah, you know. And now, and I always, I was, you you also saw the anger and frustration that I had toward the end yeah. when we had to move and do all of that stuff. You know, when you're pioneering something and people have to pay for it out of pocket and everything, um. And it wasn't going fast enough. I'm thinking of God's timing. He called me to do this. I have numerous instances of where God showed up in my life to tell me this is what you're to do, period. You know, and this is what I want. Anybody out there who knows somebody who suffers from Alzheimer's, dementia, and stroke. And I think this could be the cure and the prevent way of preventing that. Because this nerve that I learned to control is the largest of the 12 cranial nerves. And in Latin, the name trigeminal means triple twins. Imagine raising triple twins. Not an accident that my father's family had three, right? And that nerve is throughout the brain and has an effect on all senses. I mean... And to be able to control that, the only place in the entire body that the skeleton comes through the skin are the teeth. Mm -hmm. And they're hardwired to the main computer. Think of that. I think they're like the Prius. You put the brakes on on the Prius, it charges your batteries. Same thing with Formula One race cars. 
You swallow 2,000 times a day, your teeth come together, not to mention chewing and grinding at night. And women, you add the component of hormones and stress, and by morning, they can wake up in a ton of pain. Mm -hmm. So if I can make this in layman's terms for the average, average listener, my dad, you actually suffered from this. Oh, well, that's why I say, I mean, I had a thing called enamel hypoplasia. My there was one kid in my high school that had braces. That's all. Hmm. They couldn't afford that. So I lost six-year molars by the time I was 10, which my bite then collapsed, which gave me a TMJ problem, which is what it was titled for a long time. This is so much bigger than just TMJ, though. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was always uh, 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 stretching, doing all that kind of stuff all the time because— the skeleton of my skull didn't fit. And that's really what this comes down to. It's a structural engineering problem. So I could make the skeleton fit. Mm -hmm. And a neat thing was just, I would treat to what's called the triplane comfort position, where your jaw would like to be front to back frontal, up and down horizontal, and sagittal. I called it the triplane comfort position. One of my patients said, you know what? I don't like that name. We're going to call it the happy place. Mm -hmm. What a great name. Mm. I was at Disney World one year, and I saw we were getting ready to leave, and you were going over to get some sand from the beach or something with Mom. And I saw a guy carrying his three-, four-year-old son with a fishing pole and can of worms on his shoulder and fast asleep. And I remembered what Disney said. You know, this is the happy place. We will, you know. And I realized they can give you a happy place for a week or two. I was giving people a happy place for life. Yeah. Because a lot of your patients, it's not just people who have migraines, but a large percentage of your practice was treating people with chronic migraines. And I'll never forget the woman that I remember crying. She walked us through her home and showed, she was like, this was my bed if I could get out of bed. Uh, my husband would give me my pain medications. And if I could make it past this bathroom without throwing up my pain medications, I would go sit in this chair where I would have ice on my head and I would sit in that recliner. I mean, it was every day, like He would devastating. bring her frozen peas before yeah. he went to shower and then come back after showering to ask her, do you need more peas? Yeah. And you found her happy place. Yeah. From she she if, appeared on newscasts with me. If, if, yeah, if I could make this in layman's terms. Okay. So essentially he would take a a patient who was having these issues and put them on a bike computer, then make them a little splint that was really thin. It wasn't like a big night guard or anything and try to balance their bite and try to get them to some sort of happy place and see improvement in their migraines. And then from there, you would go into what would be more permanent, whether that was crowns or rebuilding the mouth, all of that. But your expertise in dentistry allowed you the capability to truly change people's lives forever and get them off their prescription drugs. And that was the goal, was to get rid of their migraines and get them off the medicine. Well, and that's what the book was titled, Stop the Headache, A Cure for Recurring Headaches and Chronic Pain. Mm -hmm. And a cure, I'm not talking, this wasn't pain management, you know, that you could keep going back forever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. I was able to change the skeleton of the skull to make it fit in a place 
where the largest of the 12 cranial nerves was not being irritated thousands of times per day for life. Yeah. That's a big deal. And it's still not happening. It takes two minutes to screen for this. Women are four to five times more likely to have this jaw joint dislocated. Unfortunately, what you do is not covered by health insurance. Well, there's another thing about raising your kids. In a small town like we were, they saw me, um, they saw us camp overnight to save the principal's job. Mm -hmm. They saw me form a booster club with another friend of mine and four of us guys put the mortgage of our home on football lights. Don't recommend, but okay. But anyway, <laughs> we did, and now we're on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> You're a Hall of Famer, Dad. <laughs> and, then, and then they saw me march on the state capitol and meet with the governor and meet with legislators. You were even there for yeah, I was. when they actually signed the law. Believe it or not, this joint, this jaw joint, <laughs> is not covered by major medical insurance. It's the only jaw, it's the only joint in the body. Try and think of something you do that doesn't involve this joint. Right. You and I aren't here talking without it. Mm -hmm. Okay? No. Yeah. Just taking another quick break because I want to introduce to you something that has been a game changer in my daily routine, Earth Breeze. Shockingly, 91% of recycled plastic doesn't get the second chance we think it's going to get to become something new. And that's crazy, right? So trust me, friends, it is time to say goodbye to those bulky laundry jugs and say hello to the eco-friendly wonder that is Earth Breeze Eco Sheets. Earth Breeze is all about making laundry easier and planet-friendly. They've revolutionized laundry detergent with their Eco Sheets, which look like dryer sheets, but they're packed with a powerful cleaning punch. Here's why I'm loving Earth Breeze. Each Eco Sheet dissolves in any wash cycle, hot or cold. No more measuring, mess, and definitely no more lugging heavy plastic jugs around. You just toss in a sheet and you're good to go. The best part, it is delivered right to your door with free carbon neutral shipping, and you can set the frequency that suits your laundry lifestyle. Plus, their flexible subscriptions are adjustable, pausable, or cancelable at any time. No contracts or fees. It is so convenient. Earth Breeze has thought of everything. Their packaging is a lightweight cardboard envelope, saving space. It is compatible with high-efficiency washers, and it is hypoallergenic and dermatologist-tested, so it is gentle on your skin. But here's what's most impressive. Earth Breeze gets your clothes seriously clean, fights tough stains, mud, diaper explosions, banishes odors. It does everything. Personally, I am blown away by how clean our clothes are with Earth Breeze. No more struggling with heavy detergent jugs, and it's so easy to store, cleaning up the look of your laundry room immediately. Laundry day has become a heck of a lot less daunting. Also, Earth Breeze offers a risk-free 100% satisfaction guarantee. If it's not for you, they'll give you a full refund. No questions asked. Right now, my listeners can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. There's no reason not to switch. Go to earthbreeze.com slash coffee with Kaylee. That is earthbreeze.com slash coffee with Kaylee for 40% off. Now back to our episode. I definitely wanted to talk about it because I know so many people and it always comes up in passing or I had a migraine or... I know. And what's what's disheartening to me is you're the only person I know who does this and you're retired and sort of, you're quasi-retired <laughs> and I, you can't be everywhere, you know? So if if you're listening to this and you know someone who has this, dad, talk us through the at-home test, just like the fingers and the ears, right? Isn't that... 
That's like, one. You, yeah, that's a tough one to do, especially don't if your friend has long nails, you don't want it. Well, yeah. But, but a couple of things. I mean, one, you can just hold your hand on the jaw joints, have the open and close. And if you're the person themselves, you'll hear a click or a pop if it's dislocated. But if it's been dislocated a long time, there won't be that. Mm. And you might even feel like a rusty gate on one side. That would be the beginning of arthritis, okay? You can measure their ability to open, see if the jaw deviates to one side. If it deviates to one side as they open wide like a yawn, that means that they're dislocated on the opposite side than on the side that it's deviating to. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they wouldn't know what muscles to palpate. But if you put your fingers up here on your temple and you clench your teeth you'll feel a muscle bulge there. I know in your mind, what on earth? I've got a chewing muscle that high in my head, but you do. And the muscles of mastication, this one here in particular, is are the most powerful muscles in the body. So if you stand behind the patient, if they've got a dislocated jaw, whatever, and you have them open wide, you put your little finger in the, in the ear canal and you push forward and you tell them beforehand, do not slam shut close slowly because if it's inflamed and swollen it will drive them you can lift them right out of the chair there's that much pain okay what dislocated joint doesn't have swelling mm -hmm. and inflammation now you want to hear a big one <laughs> pms when women during their cycle take on fluids to a just like barometric pressure arthritics can determine storms mm. Joints don't equalize pressure that quick. So during their cycle, they take on, and so a joint that's already swollen and put, putting pressure on that nerve gets even worse. Yeah. So patients who had that, when I got rid of the swelling in the swollen joint, BMS was no longer the big issue that they had. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's a, I know it sounds too hard to believe. And I mean, I've been, I've been fighting this 1974 I literally went to a table clinic in, the, in an international meeting in Chicago. And I stood there almost all day, and the guy said, you're obviously more than cur curious about this. And he gave me an appliance, and he said, you go home and make one of these for your first patient. Hmm. And, I mean, I knew that he was talking about me huh. when yeah. he was talking. And so I went home, and I had a, a wealthy patient, and I told her, I can give you the name of a person in New York that you could fly to and see who really knows this. Or you can be my guinea pig and let me try and do it here. Hmm. Her name was Bobby. I did that. And all this trigeminal pain, trigeminal neuralgia, the ear pain, all these things went away so fast. And I never looked back. Hmm. I mean, I couldn't look back after that. Right. So if, if someone's listening here, first step is probably buy the buy the book. It's on Amazon. Your book's on Amazon, right? Yeah, I think and give the it to e, your e, e, e portion. I don't know if it's still in print or not. Okay. Yeah. An it e was written in two thirteen. Yeah. Give it to your dentist or someone who could be interested in this. You have a what's the website people can go sign up to like hear updates or say we honestly, I don't even know where to start either. Like, you can't get a petition to make health insurance cover something they should be covering. 
Well, what like, I, I don't even know where to begin. It is possible to do. We did it in Wisconsin. And when literally they were going to increase the cigarette tax. So you know what a mm-hmm. inflamed thing that would be. We had more people calling. And I mean, I lost staff members having them stay late to make phone calls to our patients. And then we had the patients, their family members who saw the change in them, their friends who saw the change in them. We had every one of them, email, well, it wasn't even email or any of that, mailing and calling and doing, they got more response. And so it got it out of committee and then we got it passed. Okay. They can go to aacp.org, okay, American Academy of Craniofacial Pain.org, and look for a dentist in their area that treats TMJ. Okay. Yeah, you used to give percentages of, because you want somebody, it's not 10%, you want somebody 50 to 70%. Mine was 90% this, okay? And another one is aapmd.org. Okay. okay. And that way you can uh, look for dentists in your area that may treat it. It may be under TMJ or sleep or in the Academy of Physiologic. It'll be under airway. Um, It does improve your airway. It does improve your sleep. But I think appeasing the brain is the most important thing you could be even thinking about. You know, if you can stop a thousand irritations to the brain, thousands per day and night, imagine how many neurological, what neurological disorder should you not consider this in? Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to make you like a mail, a thing. So if you want to sign up, stay tuned. I'll, I'll do an addition to this episode of where to sign up to get information, um, to get involved if you if you're one of these people or know someone who is. Um, but the most basic thing that like, say you have no access to any of this, you say you can go to Walmart and get a a night guard. There's Worst aqua- case scenario, you got no other options. Right. Something that could help is. Yeah, or get a sleep appliance and some of those are adjustable by yourself. Um, those are, but again, they're temporary measures. Yeah. Remember, the skeleton is only exposed one place in the body, and that's teeth. So if you had teeth that were too short over here or missing over here, I could replace them with crowns or a bridge, build them a little higher, takes, that makes more space in that joint, and all of a sudden that joint, that nerve isn't going nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's not rocket science. Yeah, it makes, I he's mean, not that ta- smart over we're here. We're talking Dick Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that smart over here. No, you really are. You're a smart guy. You I heard both. your husband call me a genius one time. Okay, and I've let's never not get, forgot that. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> no, I. I you know, I, want, I do want to tell this story real quick before we end up wrapping this up. <laughs> if you know my husband, you know he loves Crocs. Okay, um, always has since the day I met that man. <laughs> As my dad lifts his leg up on <laughs> to show those actually are not Croc brand. No, they those are, are not. trendy, cool Adidas they are brand. Pretty darn cool, though, aren't but they? But they are pretty darn cool. <laughs> um, but one of the very first times I brought Russ home to my family in Wisconsin, we were in the basement. I'll never forget it. Everyone's just sitting around having a conversation, and there he is. In his tan Crocs, my dad, and I look to my left, and there is Russell 
in matching tan <laughs> I love and I man. was like no <laughs> what have I done my dad referenced his uh, shoes of readiness he has multiple pairs of tennis shoes that have endured decades of use and including his Crocs I just recently replaced his Crocs yes, because you did. the bottoms were completely slick and so I got him ones <laughs> that have a they're more like off-road tread Oh, yeah. I was like, you know what's a lot cheaper than a new hip? Yes. My my elderly I was beginning father to slip on the kitchen floor. Yeah, yes. is a new pair of Crocs. So he still rocks his. <laughs> can tan. I tell him about the Croc float? One of the greatest. Yes, you the... can. You know, yeah. this is your okay. episode, Dad. I want you this, to just thrive. This, this is a tip of a lifetime. If you want to achieve the most restful meditation you have ever had in your life, spend time in the Word first. Okay, and if you do your exercise, for me, it's the reward at the end of my mile swim. But if you have a pair of Crocs, all total, what would Crocs cost? 40 bucks, 50, oh whatever. Yeah. Get yourself a noodle for another five. Okay, okay. like a fun noodle, like a float yes. noodle. And then you put that under your butt. <laughs> you lay back in the water and you put your arms out like this and get yourself earplugs if you want, because I do that when I swim. Lay there, and you will get to feel like an astronaut. You will feel zero gravity. You invented, like, the float. You know, they, they people pay to go do this now? Well, I know. But again, you don't have to pay. You can do this anywhere. Well, if you have a hot tub and well, I do. a place I do. to float. Yes. Speaking of more reasons, you and Russell are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> my but, hot tub-loving croc men in my life. Yes. But yes, he, the well, find float. a place you can do this. You could even do this in your own, you could put your legs over the top of the tub and, and lay there. Whatever, I'm just saying it's a find weightless a float, feeling folks. and it is, you, there's nothing, I, can, I can't tell you anything that's like it. I mean, it's that restful. Did we address this? Yeah, we did. What? That you have Pepsi in your coffee mug over there? Absolutely. Decaf Pepsi. <laughs> this is an ad. You could send me cases, somebody. Hey, Pepsi, can you sponsor my dad? It's very hard to find down here. Decaf feel, Pepsi is almost like gold down here. I feel like it's rare that people are um, Pepsi people. I feel like most people are Coca-Cola brand. For some reason, as far as the diet is concerned, it's a little sweeter and whatever. doesn't have quite as much fizz, though, now. I don't know. Whatever. I, I can drink them both. <laughs> I drink them both because I can't find well, this Well, Pepsi, you're time. looking at your new America's oldest living spokesperson. And they tell me it's toxic and that's bull. No, and it is, Dad. It is I'm not good for you. I'm just telling you that you don't get to be America's oldest living teenager. I've been drinking this for 40 years. So, <laughs> yeah. So, What's the preservatives joke that you always say? Oh, it was the guy that literally had biked uh, 200 miles on some deal for the journal back home and whatever. And he came in at a soccer meeting and, and here he was eating a Snickers bar and uh, and some chips of some sort. And one of the women said, you're such a health nut, Jim. Why are you, why, why would you put all that crud in you, you know? <laughs> he says, they're chock full of preservatives. How do I know they're not preserving me? I thought it was a great response. <laughs> so that's I, how we, that's how my dad honestly you're an active guy and that is what's keeping you alive. Well, there's no doubt that 
my time in the Word, it, it makes me younger. Swimming a mile every day makes me younger. Even the guy who did operated and replaced my knees said, I, I rarely do two at a time. I'm only doing it because of your attitude. The heart stint. The bionic man over here. <laughs> yes, I have artificial shoulders, artificial knees, and hearing aids. Hey, you're thriving, though. Yeah. You're living your best And today, when this is all done, I'm going to play pickleball. <laughs> and then I will go biking after that. And I've yeah. already swam my mile. Did 140 jumping. Here's another tip. 140 jumping jacks. Get yourself one of those round trampolines. Mm -hmm. I read this years ago. Just telling you, at the top of the bounce, you're at zero gravity. At the bottom, you're more than 1G. It increases the elasticity of every vessel in your body. And I had an anatomy professor tell me you're only as healthy as how much blood gets to every cell in your body. This, I'm, get the ones with the metal springs. I'm just telling you. Don't <laughs> a bunch buy of moms the about to be on little Don't buy trampolines. the chinsos. Yeah, those little tight jobs are not it. They don't cut it. And if you have to hang on to something for a while because your balance isn't so good, then hang on to something. But you don't need that. I mean, or just go to a tramp I, park with your kids and. Well, yeah, but you're going to do that every day. That's I'm, true. They do have season passes. And this is another places. tip for you. It's called functional decorating <laughs> in the middle of our freaking living room <laughs> so that I pass it on the way to the hot tub and can't miss it is that trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> and I jump on that every morning 140 jumping jacks. But hey, my You're father thriving. my father lived to only 46. Yeah. I was 16. My sister age 50. Okay? They were both chain smokers and they never exercised a day in their life. Mm. And the life insurance companies want to base my insurance on their track record. Mm -hmm. I'm not that at all. Yeah. You know, healthy so. as a healthy as an ox over here. Hey, I just healthy golfed, as an America's oldest living ox. I just <laughs> golfed 15 holes of frisbee golf with your two brothers the other day, mm -hmm. up and down the hills of Nashville, walking, and was never even short of breath. Proud of you, Dad. Hey, proud of you on so many levels. I only lost by two strokes. Of course, they spot me one <laughs> shot per hole. He's not competitive <laughs> at all. None of us. We have a very competitive family. Not competitive at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, Dad. Hey, thank I'm you so for... thrilled you had me on. How many daughters would have their father on? I mean, you were requested. You were. Oh, really? Yes. That, that's nice. They wanted to hear from my parents. And mom, as you already said, is a little too shy for this. But maybe eventually I'll talk her oh, into it. Oh, she won't be too shy for this. If you, you think... ask, I, what did your mother ever said no to you That about? is true. That is true. Huh? She's a very and kind And you'll meet a very... Very Christian, very strong woman. I mean, she may be shy, yeah, but she is as strong a woman That's as true. you're going to meet. That's you true. know, she's the best. Bunch of professional parents over here. Yeah, really well, that's a tip for mind. you though, also, because it is easy to let your kids take over your relationship. Mm. You got to keep dating, and you got to keep weekends away in your life. Yeah, you know, and if we fell short anywhere, it was there. Mm -hmm. but so learn from but hey, that mistake. Since you moved here, it's been real cute to watch you guys. Like, well, hey, and we're, you know, and you're keeping her young. I'm keep yeah. getting young and I'm still writing about what I'm passionate about. So, I mean, we both have the the purpose we like and all of you kids are doing what you're passionate about. So, How but, many years have you been married now? 
56 this year, and we dated for four and a third or a quarter. So that makes us 60 now with uh, that. Well, that's a legacy I'm yeah. happy to be a part of. Well, it's going to be and longer than I that. To have so the same. We're very excited about it, and I don't doubt for a minute you guys will have it the same. Yeah. You know, because every one of you, you're, it's based on Christ. And uh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> How many times have you heard that men don't look at the instruction manual? <laughs> huh? A lot, yeah. Right? He gave us an instruction manual. Yes. That's the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if you don't want to get up two minutes early to spend any time learning about that, who's that fall on? Yeah. Hey? That's I'm sorry. All I can do I'm is sorry. tell I'm all sorry. I can do is tell my kids about it. That Uber accent coming out. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all sure there, eh? You betcha, Dad. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Love you. I love you too, very much. I mean, what a guy that guy is. I'm just so thankful he was the one that was given the responsibility of showing and representing God's love for me because he has done a pretty darn good job. So next week, we have a new friend on the pod. Hannah Brown. You may know her as a former bachelorette, Alabama Hannah, but I know her as my new friend who just moved to Nashville and got engaged to the love of her life. So join us next week as we get to hang out with Hannah Brown.